Welcome to the Harshman Travel Radio Show segment on Building Fortunes Radio with your hosts, Pamela and Ron Harshman and Peter Mingle. Make sure you check us out by clicking on the Harshman Travel Radio Show link on buildingfortunesradio.com. That's www.buildingfortunesradio.com. Pam and Ron's success as entrepreneurs has allowed them to pursue their passion in the travel industry. Listen to Harshman Travel Radio Show and learn about Pam and Ron as they discover the joy that comes from being part of the travel industry. You might have a chance of working with them in their business ventures and your travel plans. So listen in and enjoy the journey. Now on to our Building Fortunes Radio Show with Pam and Ron Harshman and Peter Mingle. Let's get started, Peter. Hello, everyone. Peter Mingles here. You're listening to us on Building Fortunes Radio. It's www.buildingfortunesradio.com. This is the Harshman Travel Radio Show segment. If you go to harshmantravel.com, you'll see a really cool website run by the best people in the travel industry. That's Pam and Ron Harshman. And the reason why I know that is we've been doing this radio show with Pam and Ron Harshman for a long time. When I built Building Fortunes Radio the platform, I wanted to be able to have entrepreneurs who were doing the right things in home-based businesses. And at that time, Pam Harshman was building some network marketing companies and stuff like that. I was always super-duper impressed with her. And she was really good at what she did, and she always dotted all her I's and crossed all the T's and made sure that the people that she was working with were already always getting you know, the, the path cleared out for them. She was the snowplow of of the MLM industry. So she was always making sure everything was really cleaned up and no one was going to slip on the ice. Well, when I decided that we were going to do Building Fortunes Radio, I asked her to run a radio show with us. Um, She informed me, though, that she wasn't going to do the traditional home-based business anymore with the MLM stuff. She was going to move into becoming a registered, certified, whatever would be, travel agent. And I said, you know, that's um, okay. I got to try to figure that out. I know you'll be good at what you do, and you'll do the education, and you'll do the learning, and you'll bring your head with you wherever you go. You'll be able to take, um, you know, all the great skills that I know you're going to develop and carry over to the travel industry. And then I said, well, you know, people that do home-based businesses on their things to do list, bucket list, wish list, affirmations list, they all want to travel more. So I'd rather recommend you than anyone else. So why don't you and Ron do some radio shows where you can kind of bring us up to speed and people can get the confidence in you that they deserve to have. So that's why we do this radio show. If you come back to 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time every Friday, that's when we do it live. But if you go to buildingfortunesradio.com forward slash Harshman or Harshman Travel, you'll be able to find the previous radio shows. So I know new people listening in all the time. I want you to have the same level of confidence and experience that I have. So the first half of the radio show is Pam and Ron telling you about their backgrounds. And then after that, Ron comes back after the commercial break to talk about uh, some of the new stuff happening in travel. And I know, just to kind of date this a little bit, this is the last radio show we will do before Thanksgiving. So traditionally, Thanksgiving, people move around. I mean, like, people are moving. Now that COVID's over and no mask mandates or any of that sort of stuff, people are moving. So they're visiting grandma and other states, and there's a lot of people doing mileage during this couple of days. But after that, everybody wants to go, like, on cruises and, you know, vacation vacations and all that sort of stuff. You can call Pam and Ron Harshman for all of your big travel needs. So let's go through the introductions. Pam, thanks for being here on your own radio show. Hey, Peter. Thanks for having us again. And I really uh, took note of your analogy using the snow and the ice. Have you got the holidays on the brain here? 
Yes. Yep. Okay. <laughs> crazy. Yeah. Um, it's crazy because it's darker earlier. I hate it. It's darker earlier. And then I think on I think I was looking at the weather for Florida on Thanksgiving. It's going to get cold. It's going to be like in the 60s. Yeah. So I'm like, cold front coming in. So good for the Thanksgiving spirit. Yeah. So anyway, a little bit about my background. I started my working years as a 911 dispatcher up in the Pacific Northwest. myself up into court administration, loved my job, and uh, was very uh, rewarding for me. However, I met my husband, who lived, lived down in Florida, so that was kind of a cross-the-country jaunt for me, but uh, we got together, and uh, once down here in Florida, I needed to find something that I could do relatively independent and hopefully from home. Ended up getting my realtor's license followed by my broker's license and sold real estate in South Florida for several years. That just was not my niche. And so I went and I got my life and health insurance license and I sold Medicare supplements to the senior population. Absolutely loved my job. It was always... Uh, always different. I never knew what I was walking into when I went on my appointments and uh, it was very fulfilling for me because I was the one that was giving all the information to seniors and helping them to navigate through the system uh, in choosing what they were going to do to manage their health care for the rest of their life. And uh, once you get up into Medicare, that's a really big decision, and it's something that you can't, you make one decision, and a lot of times you can't turn back and change your mind. So it was uh, very good for me to be able to uh, answer questions and uh, help them make decisions that they needed to make, and it was kind of fun at all at the same time because sometimes I'd walk in and I'd have several couples there that were having a card night anyway or a ladies' tea party or something like that. And sometimes it was just one person, but it was always kind of the unknown, and I had a lot of fun doing that. And at the same time, I was getting these carrots dangling in front of me on my Facebook news feed about MLMs and home-based businesses. Well, I did join a few of them. I had a couple losers, but I also had uh, a lot of winners that uh, the whole process taught me so much in the MLM world, and uh, it helped me navigate through getting our website up, and just the whole, the whole thing uh, was absolutely awesome, and like you had said, I was a customer of yours on the uh, a marketing side, and uh, uh, we kind of hit it off, and we've been good friends ever since. But, uh, yep, then one day I was out on my travels, and a girlfriend called me, and she happened to, just out of the blue, ask if Ron and I had ever thought about becoming travel agents. And that just mm -hmm. absolutely blew me away because it hadn't even been a week since Ron and I had Sit, sat down and we were kind of discussing our bucket lists and 
comparing where each of us wanted to go and kind of prioritizing where we wanted to go first and, you know, yada, yada, all that good stuff. And so when she mentioned that, it uh, really floored me. Couldn't wait to get home, sat down with Ron. We did some research on the Internet, weighed the pros and cons, and ultimately decided to jump forward. And as you had also mentioned, we got all of the training we could get our hands on and all the proper licensures, and ultimately we have done a whole lot more traveling than we probably would have done otherwise, as well as helped an awful lot of people uh, uh, make the most out of their travel dollars as well. So all around it was a win-win situation until the C word, COVID, and that kind of put the damper on everybody everywhere around the world. So the whole cruise industry shut down, as well as all of the countries. And uh, slow but sure, it made its way back. And boy, is it going strong now. And uh, this Black Friday sales that they've been having, all of the different uh, cruise lines anyway, uh, the Black Friday sales have been off the charts with bargains, and we have just been keeping very busy getting people's dreams taken care of. Excellent. Okay, good. And then, Ron, over to you. Alrighty, thanks, Peter. Good to be here with you, and uh, since it's the last one before Thanksgiving, I'll uh, do the deed and uh, wish everybody a very happy and uh, memorable and thoughtful uh, Thanksgiving. And safe. And safe, of course. Uh, my background is very different from uh, Pam. Spent uh, many, many years as a licensed clinical psychologist, very heavily involved, obviously, in my own clinical uh, practice, my own clinical work. But I also got heavily involved in the self-regulatory aspect of the uh, profession. When I first uh, started getting uh, involved in getting in training, a very good friend of mine, a mentor, suggested that I would really uh, benefit and be beneficial to the industry if I uh, got involved in the provincial association. So I did follow her advice, um, got onto the board of directors and sat on ethics boards, etc. And uh, not too long after that, uh, got involved in the national association, the Canadian. Uh, Psychological Association. Very fortunate to uh, be elected as the chair of the applied division of uh, that association. Ended up sitting on uh, the board of directors, ethics committees, professional affairs committees, etc. But also got to see a lot of the behind the scenes workings of uh, the profession and of all similarly uh, set up professions that are self-regulated, things that most professionals uh, do not become involved in and uh, in many cases are not even aware of. Uh, Most professionals, regardless whether it's uh, law or dentistry or medicine or uh, anything, um, they uh, join their professional association, perhaps attend the uh, annual convention, but uh, really do not get exposed at all to the the behind-the-scenes stuff that goes on. And that was really a a major uh, eye-opener for me. I uh, felt very good about it. 
did a lot of um, personal investment there. And uh, at the end of my career, I was uh, very honored to be elected as a uh, lifetime fellow, uh, honorary fellow of the Canadian Psychological Association. So it really uh, set the mark for me in terms of uh, the way uh, I would operate regardless of what we were doing. And uh, after Pam and I got together, uh, it wasn't very long before we decided to semi-retire. We uh, moved from southeast Florida over to southwest Florida, started raising alpacas, and as Pam indicated, she uh, started to get involved in the home-based business multi-level marketing aspect, and although I wasn't involved in that, I was very supportive of her doing it. But uh, when she came home one day and said she really wanted us to sit down and seriously consider the possibility of becoming uh, professional travel consultants, it really struck a, a note for uh, for both of us. Uh, we uh, looked into the uh, involvement, what it would take to do, what the pros and the cons were, uh, made the decision that if we were going to do it, we would do it the right way. We would uh, get all the uh, proper training, get all the proper licensure, uh, and also take the time and the energy to find those travel vendors that we felt comfortable working with and supporting and promoting because like every other industry, um, you have uh, those vendors that uh, care about their clients and those vendors who are there to uh, simply make as much money as they can and uh, it didn't matter how that affected the people that were uh, providing them with their income. So um, we really did uh, take the time and the energy and uh, partnered with some very, very good travel vendors, became very heavily involved with uh, the uh, National Association for uh, Cruise Lines, uh, CLIA, Cruise Lines International Association, and uh, really have... Uh, weathered through the uh, onslaught of damage that was done during the uh, COVID fiasco, but uh, it feels very good to realize that the prognostications that you and I were making during that whole period of time, Peter, uh, that the uh, travel industry, and in particular the cruise industry, would survive and would come back bigger and stronger than ever before, uh, have proven to be very, very accurate. And uh, this week we're, we're seeing a number of uh, announcements made by various uh, cruise lines in terms of the acquisition of new ships, in terms of the uh, opening of uh, new itineraries, et cetera, that uh, really underline the fact that uh, in spite of all the um, governmental uh, attempt to cripple and, uh, and kill the cruise industry, uh, they survived and they are back bigger and stronger and better than ever before. And uh, we've got uh, a number of announcements to share with folks um, after our break, and uh, we'll see what I'm talking about. Excellent. So we're going to take a little commercial break. Make sure you check out harshmantravel.com. We'll be right back. 
You've been listening to the Harshman Travel Radio Show on Building Fortunes Radio with your hosts Pam and Ron Harshman and Peter Meagle. This special segment can be heard again with almost any device connected to the Internet by going to buildingfortunesradio.com. That's www.buildingfortunesradio.com. Listen in often and get to know Pam and Ron. Go to the buildingfortunesradio.com website to listen in to the show. No matter where you're at in life, you can benefit by listening to and by working with Pam and Ron. Let them book your next cruise, vacation getaway, or group event. Listen to Harshman Travel Radio and witness their ability to pursue their dreams in the field they love. Thanks for listening. And now, back to the Harshman Travel Radio Show. And we are back with Ron Harshman, going to give us some good news about travel stuff happening uh, right before Thanksgiving. So, Ron, over to you. All right, Peter, thank you very much. Um, on the uh, sad side, uh, I mentioned last week that uh, the upheaval in uh, Israel and around Israel was uh, really having a uh, very strong effect on the uh, cruise industry. And uh, this week we got some uh, definite uh, announcements uh, verifying and validating that uh, Royal Caribbean, uh, their Rhapsody of the Seas, was supposed to be over there the entire time. Uh, They ended up uh, transporting Americans uh, from that region in uh, mid-October and um, the... uh, they have now uh, moved um, over uh, to um, the, the uh, what do I want to say here? Uh, they're, they're moving over to the European uh, market totally, and uh, they will be in uh, in Latin America, and uh, then move over to the uh, Southern Caribbean. But again, it was interesting that uh, while they were there in Israel, in addition to canceling the cruises, uh, the ship was used to transport uh, American citizens who were trapped there and wanted to uh, obviously get out of there. Uh, So again, uh, a sign that the cruise industry in general um, are very, very positive members of the community in which they serve. Um, there were, were can, a number of uh, cancellations uh, in that whole region. There were uh, about six or seven different cruise lines operating there. Uh, Windstar was one of the first to cancel their sailings. MSC canceled. Uh, Royal Caribbean, as I say, canceled. Uh, Celestial Cruises uh, also uh, made the announcement that they were taking their ships out of the uh, out of the area, and uh, they would be uh, moving um, to uh, Greece and uh, the Mediterranean. Um, on the gross side, uh, MSC Cruises confirmed this week that they have uh, put in an order for two more LNG-powered ships. Uh, from the uh, same shipyard that is building their other ones. Um, This will uh, be uh, ships that uh, will be coming out in 26 and 27. And uh, again, uh, the strong commitment to uh, move 
two different types of energy for the ships, and uh, we're seeing that happen and uh, basically across the whole industry. Region 7 Seas, uh, one of the Norwegian um, subsidiaries, uh, took a, a, a delivery of uh, their new ship, um, and it's a 746-passenger uh, ship uh, that will be going to uh, the Caribbean and uh, sailing out of Miami, and uh, they will be heading toward uh, Costa Maya, Mexico, Great Sur Key, Bahamas, San Juan, Puerto Rico, and St. Bartholomew. So, uh, again, we're seeing more and more uh, ships move and more and more ships being built. Carnival uh, Cruise Lines announced that they are moving the Carnival Vista from Galveston to the Port uh, Canaveral uh, home base, and uh, they will be uh, doing three to five night cruises out of there. And again, they are moving uh, to look for LNG-powered uh, ships. Their Mardi Gras uh, will be uh, coming to Canaveral as well. Port Canaveral has really uh, blossomed. Um, their uh, CEO came out with the uh, annual uh, state of affairs on, uh, on their organization, and uh, they said that uh, Port Canaveral set an all-time record with 6.8 million cruise passengers uh, in uh, 2023. The port home ported 13 ships, received 906 ship calls, and uh, they reached an unprecedented $191 million in operational revenue with a record-breaking $158 million coming from cruise operations. Um, the uh, 2024 expectation is that they will home port 13 cruise ships host 7.3 million passengers uh, in anticipation of uh, well over 19, or I'm sorry, well over 900 uh, ship calls uh, during uh, fiscal 40, uh, 2024. Uh, and they are dedicating $78 million during fiscal year 2024 to capital projects budget to port-wide parking improvements. So um, Port Canaveral is really uh, moving steadily, and uh, I would not be surprised if uh, we see it overtake Port Miami within the, uh, the next couple of years. Uh, Holland America came out this week uh, announcing their 2025 Alaska tru uh, cruise tours uh, and they are open for booking now for 2025. These are uh, voyages that uh, add a land tour to the cruise. It's the exact same thing that we have a group going uh, this uh, August, August of 2024. Uh, and if people have been listening on this radio show, they will remember that we uh, had to cancel two of uh, these uh, group outings uh, as a result of COVID 
but uh, 2024 is our third attempt, and we are very, very hopeful that uh, it will come off. It's a uh, 12-night land and sea excursion uh, to the Yukon, uh, northern uh, Canada, and obviously uh, throughout uh, Alaska. Uh, Holland America announced uh, this week they will be moving into South America and the Antarctica during 2025-2026. So we're seeing uh, these uh, different cruise lines coming out with new itineraries and, again, as I said, um, new ships being built. But in terms of the uh, itinerary growth, we're seeing them uh, just uh, expanding worldwide and areas that uh, have not had international cruising for a few years now because of COVID are starting to see um, uh, movement back into those areas. So that's nice to see. Uh, Disney Cruise Line has officially uh, arrived at uh, Bowery County's Port Everglades in Port Lauderdale, and uh, they will be uh, housed there, and they uh, have built a uh, brand-new port uh, terminal uh, to accommodate uh, Disney. And as I've said before a number of times, I was very, very hopeful that we would see Disney Cruise Line remain very, very separate and apart from other aspects of the Disney Corporation. And it's just uh, very, very good to see that they have been able to do that. And uh, they are uh, really growing, adding ships, adding itineraries. And now with this uh, new uh, terminal built uh, in Fort Lauderdale, that's going to uh, really um, see some major uh, overhaul and improvement in their itinerary structure. Um, Princess Cruises, one of the um, Carnival subsidiaries, just unveiled its 25-26 Australian uh, summer program, and they will be uh, going out of Sydney, Brisbane, and Auckland uh, 2026. 119 or 114-night voyage. Uh, we'll be going from Sydney, uh, visiting 48 destinations in 31 countries across six different uh, continents. So, uh, again, major, major uh, expansion of cruise lines and their uh, itineraries and their presence. Carnival Cruise Line. Uh, in addition, just announced their 25-26 season sailing from uh, Australia, Sydney, and Brisbane. And uh, they will have new itineraries going to Fiji and New Zealand. Um, and uh, again, uh, Fiji, Papua, New Guinea. Uh, they will be seeing uh, throughout the South Pacific uh, expansion of their um, itineraries as well. So Windstar announced that uh, they are going to be expanding their global reach 
uh, to South America beginning December of 2025. And again, they are looking at longer cruises, uh, 16-night cruise, 11-night cruise. And uh, again, it's uh, nice to see just the way in which um, these cruise lines are uh, expanding and uh, coming back much, much bigger, much, much stronger than uh, ever before uh, with the, um, you know, fiasco that they went through as a result of the uh, whole uh, COVID thing. Uh, Variety Cruises announced they're relaunching West Africa itineraries for the first time since the pandemic. And uh, they will have uh, eight-day itineraries round trips. Um, And they are a small ship, uh, 44 guests, but uh, they are uh, looking at that as well. Um, Pam mentioned the uh, Black Friday cruises that are coming from pretty well every one of the cruise lines. Uh, Our favorite uh, cruise line uh, domestically here is Norwegian. Uh, They came up with a very, very special Black Friday sale uh, for their 2024 sailings and their 2025 sailings as well. And uh, we took advantage. uh, And uh, the last day of uh, one of their major promotions that was part of of this uh, Black Friday, uh, we were up late because we uh, ended up uh, doing... Uh, six different bookings uh, with Norwegian uh, on this uh, big sailing that, uh, or big sail that uh, included a free unlimited open bar, free round trip airfare for the second guest, free specialty dining, free shore excursion credits, free Wi Fi, and even discounted rates for the third and fourth person in the, uh, in the cabin. So, it's, uh, it's been interesting, and as Sam said, we've been bombarded with announcements from uh, pretty much every one of the different uh, cruise lines uh, saying that the uh, Black Friday sales that, they, uh, that have already kicked in and are good through the early part of December uh, are the biggest and um, broadest uh, money-saving sales that they have ever Offered so anybody who's uh, even thinking about uh, thinking about a cruise, if you're thinking about thinking about it, give us a call because now is the time to book. And as I've continually said on the radio show, if you're even thinking about it, take advantage of these sales. Make a small deposit. You've got time uh, until you sail almost for the final uh, payment. And if you uh, can follow through and and have the the, uh, trip, that's great. You've uh, saved a lot of money and gotten a lot of extra perks. If uh, things change and you're not able to follow through, uh, if you cancel before the final payment date, um, no loss at all. Your money is fully refunded. The last thing I want to talk about, uh, we always kind of end up dealing with uh, something to do with food. Holland America's pastry chefs have uh, just come up 
with a brand new um, program called Take Me Away. And uh, Take Me Away desserts include uh, gluten-free, vegan, and no sugar added options. Uh, and I'll just read some of these and let people uh, just have their mouth watering. Uh, and then we'll say goodnight. They've got a meal crepe case, cake with layers of cream and crepes, heaven and hell cake with peanut butter frosting, Concord cake, a gluten-free option made from chocolate meringue, almond roca cake with homemade almond roca, a hard toffee with chopped nuts and chocolate, Sands rival cake with buttercream, meringue, and chopped cashews, Carrot cake with warm spices, chopped nuts, and cream cheese frosting. Cookies and cream cake with crushed chocolate cookies. And creme brulee cake with vanilla cake, creamy custard, and a pastry cream. So uh, mini jar cakes offered daily will also feature flavors such as black forest, carrot cake, key lime pie, red velvet, and s'mores. So, leaving everybody with mouth-watering and thinking about Thanksgiving dinner, once again, we will wish everybody a very happy, memorable, and thoughtful Thanksgiving holiday. Wow, that was that was huge. I'm sure Pam had to leave the room while you were reading that list. <laughs> In the kitchen, checking out the fridge. Oh, yeah, it's kind of like, hmm, this is yummy. So, so good, good news. So, um, thanks for um, the wonderful update. The cruise industry, obviously, and the travel industry has rebounded greatly since oh, the yeah. uh, COVID thing has been over. So, all good, all good stuff, and um, all, all really good stuff. So, we'll see everybody next week, I guess, maybe. Right? If you're going to be working the day after Thanksgiving, we'll be here. So, we'll be talking about other stuff as well. So, thanks everybody for listening in on Building Fortunes Radio, and we'll see you next time. Thanks, everyone. HarshmanTravel.com. HarshmanTravel.com. Thanks. Bye-bye. You've been listening to the Harshman Travel Radio Show segment on Building Fortunes Radio with your hosts, Pam and Ron Harshman and Peter Meagle. Be sure to check out the BuildingFortunesRadio.com website to hear previous radio shows with Pam and Ron Harshman and Peter Meagle. Pam and Ron's success as entrepreneurs has allowed them to pursue their passion in the travel industry. Listen to Harshman Travel Radio Show and learn about Pam and Ron as they discover the joy that comes from being part of the travel industry. It's been our privilege to have you listen in. Pam and Ron Harshman and Peter Mingles and I want to say thanks for listening and ask you to spread the word, tell a friend, join our newsletter, and go make a difference in your world. 